Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome in, everyone, to Full Press Buccaneers Podcast. And uh, we are are just moments away from the end of the NFL draft as we start to record this episode here. And uh, look, the Bucks came away with a pretty solid uh, haul when it comes to players, and uh, they didn't even really have to trade up too far to get what they wanted. So without further ado, though, I do want to welcome in Mr. John Carey. He is a FPC Buccaneers contributor. John, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good, Ian. I appreciate you having me on. It's, it's an exciting time to be a Buck fan, man. And I think we uh, we had a good weekend, so it's 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 an exciting time in Tampa. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you know, when you look at what they were able to bring in, you can't really uh, complain much about it. I mean, they were able to land one of the top four tackles, which is something we've all been talking about for what feels like mm-hmm. years. Uh, they get one of them to fall yeah. to them. Um, they they did have to trade up to get it, but. Uh, you know, assuming another team was lurking and trying to get that 49ers pick, it was a move that they had to do. And then for me, this was my favorite pick, and, and I can't believe it actually fell to them and they went with it, but they ended up snagging Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round. So, um, you know, my concern going into the draft was that they were going to, the, the positions that they were in, they were just going to miss out on the key players that they needed. So I thought for them the best opportunity was to trade back and, and try to try to pick up uh, uh-huh. three picks before number 45 so i think this worked out pretty well for for essentially keeping the same draft assets that you had i mean yeah you had to trade up but you know you you picked 13 instead of 14 so essentially it's the you know it's the same thing so what were your overall mm-hmm. impressions of the draft and then i'll ask you what your favorite pick was 
Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we start with worse. Um, ideally, you'd love to have that that fourth round pick, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure there were teams that are looking to move up to that spot to get one of those four top four tackles that we've been talking about for it seems like forever. But so I think that was that was definitely the right move. We we went up and got got one of those guys and worse who I think a lot of people thought might be the first the first to the four tackles off the board. So for him to fall to 13 and, and for us to be able to get him there, I think you can't complain too much about that. And then obviously Winfield, as you said, I think you mentioned he's your favorite, uh, favorite of our picks. I think he's, he's got a total package, um, for, for a safety. So to get him in the, in the second round, um, obviously Delpit went the pick before. So either of those guys, I mean, we end up with Winfield, it's hard to complain about that either. Um, you looked at the third round. I think some people were, were saying with Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt, that was somewhat of a reach, but I mean, I think obviously light and Arians thought that that was a guy that they wanted to go out and get compliment Rojo. So, um, you got to trust that that was the right decision to make there. And then you jump obviously through the fourth round with the trade for Gronk. <clears throat> we, uh, didn't have one of them. But you get a guy like Tyler Johnson, and to answer your question, that is my favorite pick in the entire draft. I think, I mean, he can be one of the best receivers in this entire draft class. So to get a guy like that in the fifth round, um, I, that, that's that's definitely my favorite pick um, of the last last three days. So I um I, I I'll admit I I never expected him to be at one sixty one. And um, to go back to uh, Keyshawn Vaughn real quick, I I you know there's another mm-hmm. thing I admit I didn't really know much about him. Um, you know I had said you know, right before the pick and after the pick that, you know, I, I had kind of preferred Zach Moss. I thought he might've been a better fit, but yeah, you know, the more I looked at Keyshawn Vaughn and I'm looking at him and I'm like, wow, this guy, you know, he back to back seasons of over a uh, thousand yards. He had a 1200 yard season mm-hmm. and he scored 21 touchdowns the last two seasons. Um, this guy can get yeah. it done and he can get it done in the air. If given the opportunity, I mean, he, he had 13 catches and 28 catches the last two seasons. So, um, yeah. Well, and I think, sorry to interrupt. You. No, I was no, gonna no, say, no, when you no, look no. at him, I think you have to take into account the fact that he was playing in the sec. So that's I mean, a lot of NFL talent as a Gator mm-hmm. fan. I was watching, I've watched him the last two years play against Florida. I mean, he's, he's definitely a capable running back. Um, and just in the grand scheme, when you're talking about Zach Moss and the running back class as a whole, we obviously had the opportunity with Dobbins and Akers still sitting there when we took Winfield. Some people, I mean, I would argue that they would have liked to go that way, but I mean, I think again, you have to, you have to, I mean, trust that light and Arians. I mean, that seems like Vaughn is their guy when you go up and get somebody like that third round who's, I mean, been projected in some mocks in the fifth or so. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta have faith in, in your, in your management. So. Yeah, you know, and, and in my opinion, too, short of getting a guy like DeAndre Swift or uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire mm-hmm. uh, with that 45 pick, I don't think there was a running back there that I really wanted uh, in that second round. So that's why I'm glad they went safety. And that was kind of that was kind of my feeling, um, you know, kind of my feeling going into the draft was that, you know, they, one of those guys weren't going to fall, or at least, you know, as we got closer, because I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of, his his stock started to rise a little bit, at least in the eyes of people oh, yeah, in the definitely. public. So, because um, I think a few weeks ago he was, anytime I did a mock draft or anything like that, he was falling to the third round. So, I mean, I, I was thinking, hey, maybe, maybe yeah. they'll get him. Yeah. So, um, so maybe the Bucks, you know, again didn't value running backs outside of maybe a couple guys. That, you know, not necessarily the same two I liked, but I would imagine DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. was one of them. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. 
No, yeah, and, and and the thing is, it's like you know, you look into Vaughn, you're like, wow, you know, this is this is a lot better than I initially thought. And I, you know, I didn't think it was a bad pick by any means. I just I wasn't familiar with the player, and I think maybe I got a little little bit mm-hmm. of tunnel vision and wanted to be right about Zach Moss. But um, real quick, to yeah, talk... no, I think you, oh yeah, you go, speak go for ahead. a lot of Bucks fans, and and I was just gonna say, I think you speak for a lot of Bucks fans, and when when your team drafts someone they're not familiar with in one of the top three rounds it's automatically that's a bad pick whereas when you turn on the tape i mean it's it's a whole different story so but in terms of swift i don't think unfortunately that was ever realistic even falling to the second but i don't think he was ever going to make it to 45 unless we traded up into the second so i mean it was really what came down obviously jonathan taylor off the board it came down to dobbins or acres who obviously they didn't they didn't grade as high as uh they did maybe Winfield or value the positional need at that point. So, so we'll see how it, how it unfolds. Well, no. And, and like I said, even, even without one of those guys, I thought the Winfield edition um, was, was perfect for them because they need a talent in the backfield. I mean, if they're, if you're going to pinpoint the weakest position group on this team, I think a lot of people will, will jump Definitely. to uh secondary easily. So, um, and, and you, you know, look, it's yeah. not a knock on the guys there, but you're you're going to be thin somewhere, and they needed that talent. And to have a guy with the pedigree and the and the ball hawking skills like Antoine Winfield Jr. I mean, yeah. the guy um, he yeah. knows how to go up and get the football, and uh, that that's something that in this, you know, and that's something that people may not realize. Uh, you know, watching Jameis Winston in the offense last year was obviously very explosive. There was a lot of close games, but they're high scoring. There are going to be a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for this defense to make plays on the football because they're going to be in the lead a lot with Tom Brady under center leading this offense. Mm -hmm. So other teams are going to have to take more risks. That's going to, you know, naturally lead to more opportunities. And you want a guy like Antoine Winfield Jr. in the backfield to to, to make those plays. So, um, but well, especially with Justin yeah. Evans, I mean, he's just, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's sure. I mean, I, like, I, I think they asked him about that and he said he's, he's still very much in the mix, but I think he is, he's a question mark. So, and I was actually one guy, somebody that, that wanted us to take Derwin James back over, uh, Vita Vea and we took him. So I'm all for, uh, a do it all safety back there. So I can't complain about that pick. Well, it kind of it kind of worked out too in the long run, at least on paper now, because I think the position uh, position the Bucks are in now uh, compared to then is, is is much better. But um, yeah, you know, outside, yeah, you yeah. know, if it wasn't for that, and mainly for the fact that in in the first mock draft that I published, I I did take Antoine Winfield Jr. So I'm kind of really yeah. Really? Well, I'm kind of sticking to 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 what you know the one pick that I got right this entire mock draft season. So uh, uh, that was Tyler Johnson for me. Yeah, we'll see. So so there you go. That's that's why I can't go to Tyler Johnson. Although, um, again, that that would easily be my favorite pick of the draft if 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 there if there were any other circumstance besides the one that I actually picked. So um, so yeah, let's talk (laughs) let's talk about Tyler Johnson here because um, yeah, this guy. He likes to score touchdowns, which is, which is nice. <laughs> uh, 25, <laughs> sure. 25 the last two seasons. And, um, mm-hmm. again, he's, he's, he's just a production machine. Uh, over 1,400 or 2,400 yards the last two seasons. Uh, he, you know, 15 yards a catch type of player. And you, you slot him mm-hmm. in this offense behind Mike Evans, behind Chris Godwin, behind Rob Gronkowski, behind O.J. Howard, behind Cameron Brait. Yeah. I had to take a breath there. There are so many players. You put <laughs> you put him in that situation, and all of a sudden you're looking at a guy who just is going to have the pick of the litter when it comes to where he can go to make plays. Because 
Definitely. opposing defenses have to cover uh you know they have to co- they can't leave anyone wide open and you know there, there's guys that have to be doubled on this team so you're gonna have to pick your poison so I, i'll give you the floor here for a little mm-hmm. bit and, and let the folks out there know who tyler johnson is because uh this, this was a pick that surprised me because i i just didn't see him being you know available at 161 yeah yeah he's a guy i mean i think a lot of people thought that he would go in the fourth or maybe the fifth round at latest but i mean he's a, he's a guy that there's not really a flaw in, in his in his game as a receiver you look obviously for route running hand size speed i mean he's 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 got kind of a combination of all of the above um and i think the the biggest thing for me is the flexibility with him he can play outside or inside obviously godwin we like to play godwin out of the slot a lot so he can be that guy that scotty miller couldn't really be to go out and play outside of godwin and as you said, I mean the, the the weapons we have right now are just are just unreal. So to add a guy like that who could potentially, I mean, in my opinion, he's he's. I mean, you can make a strong case he's one of the eight or ten best receivers in this draft class. And to get him, as you said, at that pick, I mean, that late, I think is he's definitely going to be one of the the steals of this entire draft. So I'm happy, <laughs> I'm ecstatic to be to be honest that he's he's a buck. So. Well, it, it's like every everything in this draft got a boost because they acquired Rob Gronkowski, and 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 in addition, oh, yeah. you know, in addition that they haven't traded, you know, not to this point, OJ Howard. So I I think you mm-hmm. know since the since the draft has passed, I think there's you know maybe not less likely of a chance, but you know I think people are saying okay, well maybe they will hold on to him. But anyways, the the acquisition yeah. of Gronk made this offseat or this draft a lot easier for the bucks because now all of a sudden like you said you're talking about tyler johnson uh being slotted in all of a sudden you you gotta you gotta throw mm-hmm. gronk you know somewhere at the top of that list when you listen off the uh you know listening off the, the weapons so uh it, it takes mm-hmm. a lot uh less pressure off him and the team to get the pick uh you know the, the, to to reach rather because you know there are people talking about about potentially taking a receiver in the first round, you know, if, if one of the tackles yeah. didn't fall and it's like, yeah, it would have been nice to see a, you know, a, a you know, name one of the top receivers, uh, you know, as a buck. But at the same time, if you're thinking about the team building process, it's, you know, yeah, it's flashy, but does it really help you long-term? Great thing for the bucks is they got that tackle. And now all of a sudden you're seeing, okay, these, th- these needs are kind of falling right to our lap. So we can wait until later yeah. in the rounds to take a wide receiver, and they they nailed it because this guy fell to him. And I just, you know, I'm I'm curious to see what kind of combination of just formations you're going to see out of this lineup because the possibilities really are there. There's going to be a lot of new uh, looks. I think Bucks fans haven't seen in a while. Absolutely. I mean, you talked about Gronk. Obviously, I mean he can he can line up out wide. I mean. Great Howard. I mean, the, the options is Scotty Miller is still and, and yeah. Justin Watson. I imagine are still both going to be in in the fold. So I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see. Obviously, Bruce likes it, the vertical passing offense. So it'll it'll be it'll be. I'm sure we'll see uh, a lot of different formations. To, to be quite honest, and just real quick on you mentioned the the Brate Howard thing. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, if we do keep all three, I mean, including Gronk, obviously. I mean, that'd be even better. But It'll be interesting to see as one of the, the key stories of the rest of the offseason is if we do it, in fact, keep uh, OJ and Bray, So, Well, that's that's something on the previous episode that I uh, published just a couple days ago with uh, FBC mm-hmm. uh, Fantasy Football Managing Editor Kyle Senra. We talked about the fantasy value of these guys mm-hmm. and how 
you know, OJ Howard yeah. and, and Cameron Braid, it's, it's probably up. There, there is no value because there's no way to predict um, when they're going to produce because it, this is going to take on a very similar look to what the Patriots offense has been. And, and outside of Tom mm-hmm. Brady and in, even Tom Brady in the last several years, because of the shift in how the, you know, the, the offensive position of the, you know, the quarterback position is played um, the weapons yeah. around him really haven't been too fantasy relevant. And, you know, as outside of Gronk and, and Edelman, unless you're a PPR guy. So, um, you, yeah, you know, you're going to see James a lot White, of, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, James White too, same thing, PPR, some rushing, but uh, for yeah, the most exactly. part, for the most part, you're not getting those fantasy studs from the, uh, you know, that's going to be a little bit different because Mike Evans is just a, a, a stud no matter what you know obviously chris godwin yeah you know there's only only so many footballs that are going to be spread around and this helps guys like tyler johnson because you know he's not going to have to you know play a huge role he's just going to have to produce in the opportunities that's given to him and you know i i think we both believe he can so you know this offense is just going to see uh, a different look after different look and if they go with three tight ends you know there, there's going to be times when you're going to have all three tight ends out there and and there's going to be a couple wide receivers sitting on the bench for sure and, and yeah. that could be like chris yeah. Baldwin. so um yeah i mean it, it's just i i think overall you know especially the first uh three or four picks were just home runs uh for the buccaneers uh you know obviously the the tail end of the draft you know, you have to look for depth, and I, I think they did that. Yeah. Uh, with Khalil Davis, obviously, you know, bringing Sue back, obviously made, you know, getting a defensive tackle uh, in the draft less of yeah. a priority. You know, you can you can address that next season. But Khalil Davis comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, you know, he, he can get some sacks. He can make some plays. Uh, Chappelle Russell, same thing in the linebacking group. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on those two guys? Yeah, no, definitely. I think we said it perfectly i think davis is is definitely kind of in a deposition i saw he had a quote he's an obviously nebraska guy where sue and levante david both went so he's, he's excited to play with those two guys and i think it's the perfect fit for him to lo- to learn behind sue and and uh i mean who knows sue is on a one-year deal so next year if he ends up calling it a career davis could end up being that guy so i think but for this season alone he's definitely a solid depth piece that we needed um on the defensive line and then in terms of Russell, I think I saw he's he had two ACR, ACL tears, so he's, he's coming back from that. But I think in terms of talent, he's I mean he's, he's a good player and nothing. I mean at worst he could be a solid special teams guy for us. So find some depth behind depth behind uh, Devin White and Levante. So I think both of those picks were solid. And then obviously the last pick we took a running back who um, I'm hearing is a speedster. So I think he returned kicks and whatnot. And we're, I know we, we need a return man. So he'll probably end up competing with uh, TJ Logan, would be my guess, for that last running back spot. Yeah, and, and Russell, like you mentioned, he tore his ACL in 2016 and 2017. But uh, mm-hmm. the last two seasons, he played 13 games. So, you know, you're weighing exactly. injuries from a couple years ago versus, you know, you know, the 13 games he's played in the last two seasons, and he's had 237 tackles in those two seasons. So, you know, he can can make tackles, and he he seems like, you know, he's recovered from those injuries. So, and then on uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Raymond uh, Callis, uh, you you know, again, you got to think in terms of how did the Patriots offense uh, utilize different weapons? And and a lot of the times with James White, with, uh, you know, when they had Deion Lewis and, you know, they usually use three different running backs with different, uh, slightly different styles. They can kind of overlap in some of the things mm-hmm. they do, but for the most part, each brought a unique um unique style to that. And I think this is what that pick is. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, you're not going to, 
you know, expect to see him picking up many snaps, you know, for the most part, but yeah, uh, in certain packages, he can come in and make plays. And, and that's, that's what, you know, Brady and that's what Bruce Arians is going to want him to do. Yeah, no, definitely. The running back room will, will be very interesting to watch both obviously in the off season. And then I don't know if we ever do get a camp, um, to see them, obviously, Rojo and Vaughn now as a third-round pick will be the top two guys. We have Dare, who's probably, I guess, probably primarily serve special teams. And then, as I mentioned, T.J. Logan's still on the roster. So I would imagine uh, Calais and T.J. Logan to be those last two guys fighting for a roster spot. And as I said, I mean, a return a return man is something the Bucs haven't had in a long time. So if you can put a guy back there with, with his kind of speed and, and see what he could do, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't be opposed to that. And, uh, folks, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a brief break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick look, a uh, brief look at the rest of what the offseason can uh, entail for the uh, Bucks. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back, folks. We are uh, on episode number four of the Full Press Buccaneers podcast. I am Ian Glendon, your host, and I am joined by Mr. John Carey. He is one of our FPC Buccaneers contributors. And uh, we've been talking the NFL draft. It just wrapped up just a few moments ago from the time we started recording this draft. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, I think the overall um, thought that we came uh, out of the discussion that came out of the discussion was there's a lot of optimism. And I think the Bucks did uh, uh, pretty well and, and addressed a lot of their needs that they had. So this is the, the dreaded time that we now look to uh, post NFL draft into the, the doldrums of the offseason. And, and this would be the case in any normal year. But then you add in, um, obviously, the uh, coronavirus pandemic that, that the globe is facing and all the other hardships that people are going through. And it's going to make it a, a especially long and taxing for, for fans and those of us who cover the sport. But, you know, in, in kind of a broad sense, where do you see the Buccaneers offseason 
going from here? Because obviously we know they, they address the quarterback position. They address the tight end position. Um, you know, they, they've mm-hmm. signed key players. They've brought back key players. Uh, they, they've drafted from what, you know, on paper, what we feel like is a, it's, is a you know, A-plus team, you know, in terms of what they could get in the draft. So where do they look yeah. to here? Um, you know, what do you see this team uh, uh, addressing from here between now and the uh, start of training camp? Yeah, well, it's definitely, I mean, obviously, unfortunately, the uncertainty of, of the coronavirus is going to be a long few months. But mm-hmm. I think it obviously starts with, with signing um, undrafted rookies. So I mean, there's a, a few names that have already come to mind that didn't get drafted. Obviously, a lot of Bucks fans were, uh, I think, hoping that we would draft a, a quarterback, myself included, um, would draft a quarterback. And I think even uh, Arians has come out and said that that's something they're interested in doing and a guy that comes to mind initially is Anthony Gordon out of uh, Washington State who's a, a gunslinger and I think Aaron's even mentioned the guy they have in mind is has a lot of upside and he definitely fits that bill for me so I think uh, along with a guy like Nick Coe out of Auburn who's a defensive lineman come in and provide some further depth off the edge for us so I think that would be the first step is uh, that undrafted signing period for the rookies and then you look at some veterans some guys that I, I I've been mentioning all off season or like Tony Jefferson, Chris mm-hmm. Thompson, um, which is obviously a lot less likely now with Antoine Winfield and, and uh, Vaughn. But I think that'll be the next step beyond uh, signing rookies who, who were not drafted is looking at some vets like that. Maybe on the offensive line, interior offensive line, the guy uh, tackle, maybe like Jason Peters. So it'll be really interesting to see um if what rookies we sign and if if any uh veterans we decide to bring in as well so yeah a long time ago i thought uh chris hogan might be a target for a couple of reasons one because <laughs> they needed a, another receiver and two they I, you know i figured that you know the best thing for brady especially in his first training camp or first go around with this team is to at least have someone there that he's familiar with well Two of those boxes yeah. have been checked in the last week, one being Tyler Johnson, <laughs> two being the acquisition of Rob Gronkowski. As great as Chris Colgan is, mm-hmm. I think everyone will take uh, Rob Gronkowski over that. So, um, yeah, definitely, th- definitely. this is going to be interesting. I mean, it, it, as far as I know, guys like uh, – I, I know people up in New England were, were clamoring for Thaddeus Moss before Brady departed because of the connection with Randy Moss. Um, I know he's yeah. still out there, uh, whether or not he might be an option, you know, might speak volumes as to what they feel Howard's future is. Cause again, if they go out and sign a kid like that, I I'd imagine they're still, still probably looking to trade OJ Howard. Um, yeah. Um, I, well, I think just on that real quick is when you look at our tight end room, I think we have five tight ends mm-hmm. right now with Gronk, uh, obviously OJ, Bray, Tanner Hudson, and all clear. We both all, uh, brought back this off season. So my guess would be, they don't look at a tight end. Um, even if we were to trade one of the two, as I said, the depth I think is already there. Um, my guess would be that they, they do not bring in a tight end, but I guess, I guess you never know. Yeah. And and again, I mean, that's, that's the thing we're going to be guessing a lot here over the next few weeks. And yeah, and and we're really going to kind of see, and you kind of mentioned it already is how is this going to play out? How are teams going to, adjust to the, uh, the the coronavirus uh how how it uh, dictates how these undrafted free agents get signed mm-hmm. because you know in years past there would be a flurry of them because you know hey teams have been doing visits for months now i mean as as, as much as we get exhausted with mock drafts these guys get exhausted with going to see you know prospect after prospect every year and this year they didn't do that so um yeah 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that ultimately plays out because, again, uh, you know, this is certainly not a time for teams to sleep because, you know, you can still find quite a bit of talent in the undrafted pool. Oh, definitely. You know, it's an un- – it, Yeah, no, no. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, it's certainly a, uh imperfect science. But, uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the offseason goes, <laughs> you know, one of the things the, uh, the, the Bucks will look – towards as well as we get closer to the season is that second wave of free agency and and veteran free agents because Uh you get to a certain point in the offseason and you're going to see a lot of veterans uh get released for cap purposes and that's that's when the buccaneers should uh be able to pounce and fill those like little holes and little bumps in in their depth and and in on the roster then so uh that's certainly something to keep an eye on you'll have obviously a better uh (laughs) better view of that once we closer whenever that is i mean we're, we're assuming things are going to start yeah on time here but um but yeah yeah, so that's, I, that's, yeah that's the thing is the uncertainty surrounding all of it so i mean especially with with i mean obviously trying to bring in guys i mean you have to you have to go through the whole medical and vetting vetting process and you want to have an interview and so it's 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 definitely an uncertain time and it'll be interesting to see how they go as i said first through the the undrafted rookies and then as you mentioned getting into that that wave of veterans who I, I think that will be if the Bucks do decide to bring in um, a, a couple guys it'll, it'll it'll probably be in that that veteran wave that second wave as you mentioned yeah I mean I, I'll have to refresh and take a look I haven't looked in a couple of days but uh, you know assuming what what it's going to cost to sign the draft class and, and the acquisition of Gronk and everything like that you know the Bucks only really mm-hmm. have a, you know a few million to play with but Obviously, that's that's yeah. a fluid situation. You can create space by moving players and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how they they attack that whole situation. So, um, yeah, you know, the cap the cap is is definitely something to consider. I think a lot of people would talk about Trent Williams, who obviously yeah, the oh. Niners <laughs> traded for. Um, oh, but I think that was I mean that was never even realistic with our with our cap situation. So. I'm, we are we are somewhat limited in terms of the free agency process. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because I I meant to say how glad and thrilled I am that that saga is over with. There's no more. Hey, they should yeah. have Trent Williams and and look. I mean, even before the draft, like the, what, how you how are you going to afford the guy? How are you going to make room? And it's not just about fitting yeah. his money in. It's about yeah. deciding who you're going to get rid of to fit his money in. So I'm glad that's over exactly. with. Exactly. He goes to San Francisco. Good riddance. Let's let's end that pipe dream, you know, then and now. So, uh, John. Yeah, the amount of tweets I've read about that. (laughs) John, I was going to say thank you very much for joining us here. Uh, We're we're obviously going to try to get you on as often as possible whenever we can. Uh, uh, You know, this this podcast hopefully is going to be kicking in uh, really uh, high gear once the season gets a little bit closer. But uh, let everyone out there know where they can follow you on Twitter and um, where they can read your work. Obviously, a full press coverage. Yeah, full press coverage. Obviously, my my uh, personal Twitter is at Tampa Bay Sports Four. Obviously, covering all things Bucks. So, uh, check me out there. And Ian, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I'd love to come on anytime. So, absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you very much for listening once again. Um, uh, be sure to subscribe to the show. It's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you can get your podcasts. And of course, it is on the full press coverage app. So go to Apple, go to Google Play, and search full press coverage and download the free app today and check out this podcast all of our other great podcasts of live radio and of course all of our written content at fullpresscoverage.com so i am ian glendon and i say thank you very much and we will talk soon have a great day it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.